High Crush Barbecue Show. I'm your host, Abe Delgado. And for this episode, we have our second installment of the Tex-Mex Barbecue Series. I chat with Danny Sanchez of El Sancho Barbecue in Mission, Texas. This story will touch your heart, make you want to take a trip to Mission, Texas to go try this man's food. Danny started this side hustle as a necessity, and it quickly turned into a passion for him. He's a family man that believes that God has a plan for him, and his family has always been by his side. Living in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas, which is close to the Mexican border, allows him to get really creative with his menu. He has a big future ahead of him, and I hope you enjoy his story. This is El Sancho Barbecue. Alrighty, I'm here with Danny Sanchez of El Sancho Tex-Mex Barbecue. What's up, brother? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Just another hot day over here in South Texas. Hey, you ain't lying, man. That Mission Texas weather is freaking hot. I was just there a couple weeks ago, man. Yeah, yeah. it's hot. It's uh, Heat index is about 115. Right now it's cooling down to about 100. But it definitely helps out cooking out here in the weather, man, with the heat. It helps out. Uh, <laughs> Keep the temps up. <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah. you don't ha- you don't have to burn as many sticks, huh? No, 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 not at all. Though it keeps if you if you're cooking outside in your backyard and the in the, the the sun's hitting directly towards your pit, your pit's gonna stay hot for a good while. So I met you a couple of weeks ago in Mission, Texas. I was there for a wedding, and uh, you you were cooking that day. You you made some uh, some tortas, and you brought me some. What are they, El Bob? Yeah, it's, what do you bas- it's basically a brisket on a bolillo. It's a it's a buttery yeah. it's a buttery toasted bolillo bread, and we we put mm-hmm. a put there like a fatty brisket. We we top it off with um, creamy avocado, and we 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 just put a little bit of Oaxaca cheese. I appreciate you bringing those by. They really came in handy, and they were delicious, man. We 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 were rushing to get to the wedding. We were actually about thirty minutes late, yeah. but uh, that uh, those were delicious. Thank you very much, man. No yeah, I've been I've been yeah, man. I've been watching you for a while, and I saw you got a new pit, and uh, you know things are are moving along, and uh, you know the whole big Tex-Mex barbecue movement is is pretty huge right now so i thought man let's let's get this guy on here and let's talk to him uh about uh you know some of the underground barbecue that he's doing now so let's let's kind of get started of uh first of all where are you from where you where'd you grow up i was born here in mccann texas i was born but i've been raised here all my life in mission texas uh, I have not moved to no city. I don't plan on moving on nowhere else. This is my home. This, this is gonna be my place. And it's not really a small town, right? It's it's a pretty good sized city, huh? I yeah, mean, it's, it's a, a good city. It's a good city. It's a good sized city. Um, we're big on football. We're known for football down here. Tom mm-hmm. Landry was born here. Uh, Mission Eagles uh, have a big football program. Mission Veterans have a big football program. It's a, it's a football city town. Heck yeah, and where there's football, there's barbecue usually. Oh yes, <laughs> yeah, every weekend. That's awesome, man. And um, and what got you into barbecue? I mean, I know that's probably pretty 
pretty prevalent out there, but, uh, you know, this, this central Texas style barbecue is something a little different. Um, you're doing central Texas slash, I guess, Tex-Mex as well, right? You got, you got the Tex-Mex twist in there. Yeah. It's, it's, I want to mainly do is, um, barbecue. What my culture, my, my upcomings of the food I grew up around, it's mainly, I, um, I grew up with, uh, raised by my grandmother as a little kid. It was always comida casera. It was always arroz mexicano, así, um, tortillas recién hechas. It was mm -hmm. always beans, beans that were cooked like in a olla. Like my grandmother, she's from Mexico, so she always that's her way from expressing her love to her grandchildren. While while I was, uh, while my parents were at work, she took care of me and all my my cousins. So she always had something ready for us. She always had these amazing big. Um, breakfast tacos, homemade, fresh, um, refried beans, chorizo and egg, big, huge breakfast tacos all the time, man. But she always had amazing dishes like moles, chile rellenos, you name it, man. Every holiday, it was always menudo and tamales. Yeah, and you're not talking about, oh, we're going to go pick this up at the store. It's all oh. made from scratch food, Oh, right? yeah, scratch. She uses everything Fresh ingredients like cominos, garlics, everything's grinded up in a, in a morcajete. Dang. Yep. You know, that's that's pretty awesome. You know, that's it's pretty typical, you know, in the in the Mexican culture. A lot of times, you know, we all grow up kind of the same way with the abuelita taking care of us and, uh, and, and throwing down in the kitchen while our folks uh, either work or, or, you know, one works and then the other one comes out, you know, gets off and, and takes yes, over sir. the shift. Yeah. So. so, so that happened when I was like smaller, younger kid. Once mm -hmm. I got, once I got, once I was at the age of nine or 10, it was time for me to work with my dad at, at his Mexican restaurant. So oh, okay. my, yeah, my dad had a Mexican restaurant for many years. That's how, that was his way of, that's, that was his profession to his day. He still cooks. So my summers and my weekends were spent at, at the restaurants. And it was a typical Mexican restaurant. It was a typical re Mexican restaurant that had dishes like enchiladas, um, bistec rancheros, fajita rancheras, er, uh, flautas, tostadas, panchos, papasadas. And he also cooked tacos, but in a flat grill. So those were those were the, the steps that I took in, in my I guess my cooking my cooking skills was um, working working the restaurant with my dad. Well, I guess we have to we we don't have to go very far to ask where where your culinary background is. Uh, I guess you were kind of raised with that already, right? Yeah, and I, and I kind of feel like it's in, it's in it's 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 in me for like like everybody in my dad's side of the the family at some point of their time, owned a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I kind of feel like it, it's, it's in my blood already. Is that what you wanted to do at a, at a young age? Is, Not is, at the... all. Not no. at all. Um, I grew up playing soccer, like, throughout my, my junior high and high school years, so I ended up breaking my leg in my senior year. Oh, man. So, so that kind of went out the door. So for my whole senior year, I broke at the beginning of the season, maybe, like, the second week of practice. So my whole senior year was spent like in the, the trainer's room and going to therapy constantly. And that's where I, I kind of grew into wanting to be a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. you know, I just like fell in love with the profession and, and it kind of, you, you, you see a lot of clients, like you see all these athletes with these injuries and help them recover and rehab. 
to get them ready, ready coming off their injuries. So that's something I kind of wanted to do, and I kind of went to school with uh, towards that. Mm-hmm. So that's what I I, I, I was kind of shooting for. I, I never had not not in a million years I, w- I would have thought I would have be cooking barbecue and making a living off of it. So and so, what kind of shifted you to barbecue? Okay, so um, during my first year in, in here in Pan American here in Edinburgh, Texas, I met my I met a, I met my girlfriend, which is my wife right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, barbecue was like growing up. Barbecue was like eh, every now and then, like get-togethers, birthdays, uh, Easter's, and whatnot. But it was always like over the grill. It was always like those giant coral legs, those sausage in the packets where they just throw them on the on the grill and they cook like that. And I, and I start wondering, man, why did they ever cook the sausage in the plastic wraps? But anyways. It was always my grandpa pulling up the truck and cranking up the Tigre de Nortes and stuff. <laughs> but the really influence of barbecue didn't really come until I met my wife. So the first time I ever went to her house, with her parents were, were there at the house. Her mom offers me something to eat, and it was kind of late at night. So I was already, I got there like, oh, I'm kind of hungry, but I'm not so hungry. But I'm not going to be rude and say no. So I sat down. And she served me this giant platter. It was like, a, it was pretty much a platter. It was a big dish of carne asada. And I'm like, oh, wow, barbecue, you know, cool. Like, I'll eat mm-hmm. it. It was like arracheras, fajitas, short ribs, costillas, you know. And I, and I start eating. I'm like, what? Well, this is pretty good. Sure enough, I finished the whole platter of, of carne asada. Like, man, this is amazing. Like, oh, my God, I never had anything like this before. I'm like, where where have I been this whole time? So um, we eventually got married. And we moved into my, 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 my in-laws. We were living there for a while. And they were always, my suegro was always cooking out. He was always grilling, like, probably two, three times a week. And my wife comes from a pretty big family, so... There was always some type of get together going on, and every time there was a get together, they would get over, they would meet up at their grandparents' house, and they, it was always my suegro cooking up something. It was either venado, it was cabritos, carne asada, you name it, man. So I, it was kind of like a thing that just I I did not know how to cook from to grill from from like at that point. So mm-hmm. every time I would get to those get togethers, first thing I'd do is probably go over to my suegro, converse a little, and stand right next to him, next to that grill, just observing and see what he's doing and what he's cooking and how he's maintaining fires and how, how he cooks his, his method of cooking over the, the, the coals. But pretty much that's the, the only influence of barbecue I have. And what about, I mean, I see you cooking on offset smokers now, uh-huh. and uh, you just got a new one. How did you get into uh, smoking? I had to figure it out myself. Um, I had to. I did not know what, how to cook a brisket when I first got it. Um, a couple of years back, my my uncle, he would always have this get together at his house a uh, night before Thanksgiving. He would he would have a lot of his church members go. They would dig up a huge hole in the ground. It was a huge hole. It was a, it was a turkey pit. They would, mm-hmm. they, would, they would burn down a bunch of lenya, like. Burn it all night, and then each family member would bring their own um, turkey, wrapped up in aluminum, and 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 tied and wrapped the uh, tied up with wire. And once the coals were already burned down, they would um, line up the turkeys. There was like thirty to 
30 to 50 turkeys at, at once. And I was, <laughs> well, so, so for several years, I always, I always made my own turkey that way. But then I was mm-hmm. like, man, what if I throw in a brisket in there? See what happens. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. didn't, I had no idea how to cook a brisket. So mm-hmm. I did it. I, I put some rub. I, I wrapped it up really tight with foil. And um, it didn't come out the way I thought it would the next morning. So I, I had no idea how to cook a brisket. So I had to do my own research. Like, like everyone else, um, it was always the Aaron Franklin videos. It was the Barkeep Pit Boys and, on YouTube. I've probably seen all their videos, like every single video that's out there on the internet, I've probably seen it. I've read a lot of articles. Um, and then one, one Christmas, I believe my sister gave me this, uh, this smoke box. It was like an electric smoke box. I'm like, oh, cool, like a smoker. So mm-hmm. I did my first brisket for the Super Bowl. I believe it was Broncos versus Carolina Panthers. And I did it off of that. It was the one that you fill up with chips, and then you have like a pot of water inside the, the, the box smoker. And I'm yeah. telling you, man, it was probably the worst brisket I ever made in my life. It was tough. It was impliable. <laughs> um, I sliced it up and I served it. It was tough. You can't, you can't chew it. My, my, my aunt came over to my house that day to watch the Super Bowl, and she, and she asked me, hey, how come you didn't chop this up and make sandwiches? And I kind of got offended by it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I finally learned how to... I, I converted that sm- smoker box, and it was an electric, but I took out the electric parts of it, and, and I started putting coals and, and chunks of mesquite in there. So that's how I started off smoking off of, off of that little box. And from off of that little box, I, I would make tons of uh, brisket sandwiches, and I would start selling them. So I got enough money to buy my first offset smoker, which I purchased maybe in 2017. It was an offset smoker made here by a local welder. Mm-hmm. And that's when I pretty much got into the offset. I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. I need to, I need to move up to a different pit. Awesome. And I guess the wood that, that's prevalent there is, is mesquite, right? I mean, is that what you're, what you're started off using? Is that what you're yeah. using now? I'm, I'm still using mesquite. Uh, I've, we, I've been using mesquite because uh, here mesquite is practically free. It's everywhere. My, my my grandfather has a couple of acres of mesquite trees. My suegro has a couple of acres of mesquite, so there's no no need to go out and buy mesquite. Uh, I just it's just gotta go do the hard work and cut it down and chop it. And yeah, right now I'm using mesquite for my base for my coals, and then I'll I'll throw in a couple of post oaks in there. Season, I use both. So in tw- so in 2017 you got this uh, first offset. What size was that? Well, let me, let me go back a little bit. This okay. the offset that I have right now, it's about three by twenty-four. The cooking chamber, three feet by twenty-four inches. But let me go back like another year before that. So I I I wanted to start like selling barbecue. I'm like, man, I need to start doing something because my wife was getting ready to. She was pregnant with her with our second child, my son. This mm-hmm. was probably 2016, no, 2000, yeah, 2015. I was, and my wife couldn't 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 continue working because she works at a nail salon, and the doctor mm-hmm. said that it wasn't good for her to be working in that environment with all the chemicals and all the fumes going around. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of put it on myself, like you know what, don't do not worry about it. Stop working. I'll, I'll handle it. I'll, I'll figure something out. 
So I get on Craigslist and I see this offset smoker. It wasn't in the best conditions, but it was on a trailer. And uh, the man wanted, I believe, wanted two, $600 for it. And I'm like, wow, well, this is something like I, I kind of need. And my idea was to start selling chicken plates at the time, like to, mm-hmm. to start up something. So yeah. I, I called up the guy, like, I talked to him, like, hey, man, um, I kind of need this trailer. I want to start off a barbecue business, but kind of low on cash. He wanted 600 for it. He's like, I'll go down 550. And I'm like, okay, um, would you go 500? If, if I get you those $500, would you, would you take it? Like, yeah, I'll take it, but you have to buy it by tomorrow. I'm like, okay, cool. So I hang up on it with him, and I start talking to my wife, and I tell her, look, there's this pit on Craigslist. It's $500, and here's the thing. We don't have $500. Like, um, I had, at the time, I didn't have $500 to my name. And mm-hmm. she's like, well, why don't we ask my mom if she could lend us the money? I'm like, uh, kind of not a big fan of always uh, borrowing money, but okay, you know, we got to do it. So mm-hmm. my, my wife calls my suegra real quick, and with, without a doubt, she's, she's like, of course, like, this is what I'm here for, to help you guys out. Tell, mm-hmm. the man to, tell, tell, the, tell the man to come drop off the pit here at the house with your suegro. I'll have the money ready for him. And, um, and that same weekend, I started cooking. I started cooking uh, quarter legs and started, uh, my suegra helped me out with that, for, um, how to start it up and... We packaged them up in plates with um, rice and beans at first, with, and we started selling. So we would sell about mm, 50, 50 plates every weekend. Every other weekend, I would do it just to, you know, get some some, some sort sort of uh, income while my wife wasn't working. So from there, I was like, well, I can't be selling chicken plates every weekend. People are going to start getting burned out here. Mm-hmm. And in the back of my mind, it was always brisket. So back to the whole turkey palooza thing, I started trying out different ways to cook brisket. And then I started cooking brisket off those offset at that smoker box. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much where I started selling um, chopped brisket burgers. Nice. Yeah. And then back to the offset that I have here, this is where I'm, I'm cooking like maybe, maybe four briskets. I started smoking four briskets at a time off of that one. So th- is that uh, still 2017? Are we talking about yeah, or 20? 20- yeah, okay. that's 2017. 2017, you start cooking briskets. Is that all you're cooking, or are you cooking other things or sides or anything like that? Well, for the first year, yes. For the first year, it was just brisket. I was just starting to get the hang of it. Um, see how type of testing out different rubs. I ended up doing salt and pepper. But uh, testing out different fires, fire management, so I, I pretty much outgrew it. People were requesting briskets for for Easter's, for um, Christmases, holidays, and stuff like that. So I eventually grew out of that that pit, and I went to a 150-gallon offset, which wasn't the best idea because the, uh, the thickness of it wouldn't hold up the heat the way I wanted it to. So I, was mm-hmm. I got that pit in 2018. Mm-hmm. So there, that's when I start, you know, I'm able to do a little bit more bigger caterings. I'm able to cook like maybe six to eight briskets at a time. I'm able to do maybe 10 racks, racks of ribs. And so I had that, that whole, um, that two, that 150 gallon tank offset for the whole 2018 year. And that's 
that's when I started making my page online. People started requesting briskets. I was only doing whole briskets and caterings here and there for weddings and birthday parties and whatnot. So at this point, you're you're pretty much um, running like an underground business, right? I mean, yes, you're just taking orders and uh, just and- yeah, taking orders, catering, um, pay, uh, catering drop-offs, cater pick pickups, and and um, and I'll sprinkle in pay, uh, plate sales like maybe once a month throughout the year of 2018. And so you came up with your with your marketing and and. Yeah. Uh, that so 2018 was a big year for you to kind of get this uh, business going to the next level. Yeah, August um, of 2018 is when I opened up the the page and we came up with the name and the logo and we 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 pretty much took off from there. A uh, very few people knew about what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how uh, how often were you uh, setting up and or or taking orders and whatnot? So. I would send messages to a few friends like, hey, I'm going to be selling briskets here and there. I would, I would um, pretty much make like uh, uh, 30 to 50 plates, depending on how, I, how, many, how many sandwiches I got out of the brisket. So mm-hmm. I'll, pretty much, I'll pretty much make brisket sandwiches, chopped, the, the potato salad. Sometimes I'll do chowder beans, and then I'll go out and, and sell it. There's there, there's times where I I'll just I'll just load up the plates in the back of my wife's SUV. At the time, my my wife started working again, so she was working Saturday. So I had I had the SUV filled with my three kids, and we would go out and start selling brisket plates. It was always like at car lots here in Palmview, Texas. My suegra would like sell a few. My suegra would sell a few. She like okay, go here, go there. I'll go to O'Reilly's. I'll go to AutoZone's. I'll go to Everywhere I'll I'll go to the barber shops. Shout out to Roosters Barbershop. They're like one of my first customers to get me going. It's awesome, man. Yeah. So it's been it's been a family thing, huh? I guess from the beginning. Yeah. yeah, my kids have seen it. Like they they know like what I do and what I enjoy. My 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 daughter, Mia, my oldest, she's like, Hey dad, one day you're gonna give me a restaurant, right? I'm like, Yeah, everything everything I do for how do I everything that I've been doing for Bark is it's pretty much for them, like it brings me joy that they see me working hard, and I, I kind of want to show them those upbringings, kind of like how I grew up, like working at my dad's restaurant. And um, right now, you're not doing this full time, right? Do you have a do you have a nine to fiver? What what? Uh, yes, sir. What do you? Yeah, I have a nine to fiver. Uh, Monday through Friday, I've been working at this job for over ten years. Where uh, I work at a company here in McCon, Texas. They're HP Partners. It's 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 a family owned from my mom's side. Uh, two of my uncles are, are my bosses, and I've been there. I'm a computer tech there. We we deal with a lot of uh, warranty work for HP. We we sell. We have a bunch of contracts here in in the valley of school districts. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So you're my competitor then. No, we're, sh- we're we're not really so much competing because we're moving into the Dell aspect too. <laughs> hey. Dude. I know why you moved over to California. Dell's booming, isn't it? <laughs> People ask me, why do you move there? Everyone's moving to Texas Money from California. Talk. I'm like, <laughs> that was a good opportunity. It was a great opportunity. Yeah, I so, bet it was. Uh, yeah, similar to you, I, I'm doing everything for my kids and my family's future. That's why we're out here. But uh, no, man, 
cool story, man. I'm now that you've got kind of uh, some good momentum going. See that uh, you got a new pit. You just got it enclosed. Who built that for you? Okay, so for the longest time, like I, I wanted, I wanted a Texas style, aka Aaron Franklin style pit, and nobody, mm-hmm. nobody here in the valley knew what I was talking about. I'm like, hey, can you build? I, I reached out to the top welders, like the top three welders here in the valley. Everybody turned me down. I asked him, hey, here's a picture. This is, here, are, here are the dimensions. I'm going to provide you the tanks. Can, can you build this for me? And they said no. They were too, they didn't want to risk the chance of blowing up or something. They didn't want to open up the tank and whatnot. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want to do this? Like, I need help. I really need help. I, like, um, I, and I also reached out to people in Houston and Dallas, but it was kind of a little bit over my budget at the time. And, and I also had to pay like shipping fees and, and or go up at, up 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 to Houston or Dallas to pick it up. And I also mm-hmm. wanted to do something here local. So I reached out to several welders here. To one one of them eventually said yes. It was this kid um, from here locally, Mission. He was going to welding school here at a local college. And I'm like, hey man, you think you could help me out with this? I have the 250 gallon tank. I have the I have the tank for the well, the firebox, and mm-hmm. I also have the cylinder to I- isolate it, and have the smokestack, and I have everything. I just I just need to find somebody to put it piece it back, piece it together. Mm-hmm. And I showed him the pictures. I, I I told him all the details what I wanted. He's like, yeah, man, I could help you out. I'll have it have it for you in forty days. So we we wrote up the contract. I gave him the deposit. I gave him the tanks, and he had it ready for in, in within a month. Wow. Yeah. Man, it looks it looks pretty badass. Yeah, it's awesome. I like how it turned out. I, I was kind of skeptic because uh, I, I wanted to give it that nice, you know, Texas-style look. And it came out good. Yeah, you might have found that uh, that youngster a new career. And that's what I told him. I, I, I told him, hey, man, once you finish school, I told him, go to school. Do it because yeah. there's, mon- there's money in welding. Trust me. If I, if I can learn how to weld and... And do this, I'll probably, I'll probably do it myself, dude. You can make a killing off of this. And, and he looked at me like, yeah, I'll consider it. I'm like, trust me, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you're gonna be building my tanks from now on. I mean, my, my pits. Like, really consider. Like, we'll, we'll do something, man. If you want to team up and start doing El Sancho smokers or something. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. So there's pictures of it online at uh, El Sancho BBQ. So, folks that are listening, you gotta, you gotta check that out. It's pretty sweet. And then you just enclosed it, right? Yeah, so I, I had the trailer at the flatbed. Uh, I had purchased that before I started building a pit. So, yeah, I wanted to enclose it because it's super hot out here. That I didn't want to be out there having the heat stroke. So I kind of wanted to be underneath something and be able to maybe use it as a, as a catering type of trailer and a, or a pop-ups. That's eventually what I want to do is start doing pop-ups here at local breweries and, and stuff like that, coffee shops. And um, I kind of wanted to give that cool look of showing up with the offset smoker and a trailer and mm-hmm. yeah well it looks like you're ready man that uh that trailer looks pretty sharp it's got a little window on the side yeah and uh looks like you're ready to roll now for yeah sure. i'm ready to roll man it's i the the i've been patient with this whole process that's the thing that one thing that barbecue has has um taught me is being patient and everything has taken its time everything's been with a purpose and like I, I mentioned to you earlier, man, everything it's it's God's plan. Yeah, you're just uh, 
You're just following it, man. That's all. Yep. That's all you're doing right now. Yeah, I've been seeing you lately doing a lot of barbacoa. How? Let's talk about your menu now. What are you kind of focusing on? And do you do any sides or anything like that as well? Yes. So what I want to be focusing on is mainly the Tex-Mex, but not so much the typical Tex-Mex that you hear, like the the cheese and the nachos and the you know the typical Texas Tex-Mex version. I want to do more of the Mexican side of like the, the foods I grew up with, like, like I want to do good barbecue, like Central Texas style barbecue, but I want to influence it with fresh homemade tortillas. I want to influence it with, right now the sides that I have, I have the typical sides, the, the arroz, the Spanish rice, the charro beans, the potato salads, right? But I kind of want to explore a little bit of my influences, like um, the, the, the side that I'm bringing up this weekend is chicharrones and salsa verde. Mm. Yeah, so that's the side I've been working on. Uh, my suegra uh, gave me that recipe. I'm still learning how to properly make it. But I also want to bring in a lot of what my grandmother makes. Um, she, she makes these um, nopales guisados with like like onions, um, cilantro, and, and different types of chiles. And she mixes them up with um, fresh um, frijoles. So that's something I kind of want to do as a side. Later on, I'll probably put in something else like espinacas y quesadas. And I always want to have tortillas and fresh salsa verde and salsa roja. Yeah. The menu right now, well, back to the barocoa. Sorry about that. No, yeah, go ahead. The, the barocoa has been a hit, man. People people here in South Texas are, are crazy about barocoa. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's seasoned down with um, salt and pepper, garlic. It smoked just in mesquite, not, not, not no post oak, for a couple of hours, and then I steam it down with wrapped in foil paper and banana leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks delicious, man. And I see that you're selling it in a package with like tortillas and a two-liter soda. Yeah, we need to bring in those big reds next this coming weekend. Man, I wish I lived close. <laughs> and also, we're gonna be bringing uh, um, those joyas from Mexico, man. La de Durazno, de Ponche, Manzana. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah, that that's a cool thing about you're in a different kind of region than, than a lot of the folks that are in Central Texas. So the espinacas and the nopales and the, the chicharrones and all of that. That's I mean, you can get away with all of that because it's that's kind of what uh, that this region wants, right? I mean, that's... I wanted to do. I I didn't want to be your typical barbecue joint. Mm -hmm. I wanted to. I wanted to. Uh, attract the people down here in the valley. Mm -hmm. People don't want to be eating with bread. They want to be eating with tortillas. Everybody eats with tortillas here with salsa. Me, mm -hmm. myself, cannot have a meal without having salsa. Yeah. I, I like, I bite off serrano peppers like nothing here. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I yeah. have to have my salsa. Um, and are, are you making your tortillas? I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of places there that make yeah. great tortillas too. No, right? man, um, well, here's the thing. The, the, the local business that I... I support all local. I try to go as as local as I can. Uh, this this guy has been supplying tortillas for my, my to my dad's restaurant, and to this day I, I finally got a hold of him and like, hey man, I need your tortillas there enough for my barbecue business. It's it's just another thing of like well, how I grew up. These mm -hmm. are like like fresh flour tortillas made made every morning and they deliver them to you to your business. Man, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of benefits of living there, you know. Yeah, there is. To your, yeah, close to the border, and you're still uh, you're still able to get uh, really high quality um, tortilla. Produce. Yeah, produce and everything. Everything. 
Um, what about the? So you talked a little bit about the sides that you have. Are you doing a? Are you doing your own sausage? Let's talk a little bit more about that menu. Okay, so I have a lot of things, man. I have a, I have a lot of ideas, man. Because you could go, you go, you you go to so many directions when it comes to Mexican food. Like for example, like bistec ranchero, like this dish that I grew up loving growing up with my dad. I want to kind of do the brisket, smoked brisket ranchero, and I also want to do. My grandmother had a. She also worked a, a taqueria here in La Jolla, Texas, and mm -hmm. I would help her every every other weekend. So, and and her her, her business was called um, Taco Madre. So I wanna <laughs> I wanna have a taco like uh, tribute to that, El Taco Madre. Yeah, I wanna have like um, grilled fajitas with brisket, um, caramelized onions, uh, grilled grilled peppers, and I just still I'm working on. But I have a lot of uh, ideas. I also want to do spoke al pastor. We were. I'm also working on. Was I have the bob? I also want to do a huge giant um, papasa with brisket. There's there's many many things that I, I'm still working on. That eventually, slowly, I'm going to start introducing it to people. Man, that sounds great, dude. Yeah. You know that's that's the thing about uh, this whole Tex-Mex side of the barbecue it gives you so much more to kind of explore there uh you're not you're definitely not uh not leaving any stone unturned you looks no. like you're no i there's there's so many combinations you could go i mean sky's the limit yeah man i mean so you have tex-mex barbecue booming right now with valentinas you know who's kind of at the at the forefront and they you know that's the first uh tex-mex barbecue that i that i ate um, that was a business, right? Because, I mean, growing up, you grow up. I remember growing up br throwing brisket and tortillas and salsa and all all of that as well. But, um, you know, you got uh, JQs out in Houston. You got ADOs. You got uh, Louis. I mean, I mean, there's so many right now that are killing it. So so what's this all mean to you and what, what's your plan? What, what's next for you guys? I'm enjoying I'm enjoying every. I'm soaking everything that's been given to me. Like, I when I first got into this, I never knew that how much support I would get from people that I didn't even know. Like mm -hmm. people DM me and support me. Of like, hey man, you're doing a great job. Your food is delicious. Like that's what keeps me going, and it excites me at the same time. Like man, I wanna I wanna keep giving that to my customers. I wanna give them that satisfaction of the meal. And I love the feedback that I'm getting that, you know, just the support, like people that you don't, like, I feel like I've known my customers for years and I, I just met them like maybe a week ago. They, they, they DM'd me and like just the interaction with the fans, the Sancho Barbecue fans. But the plans are to eventually grow the way we've been progressing since we started this. I'm enjoying the process. I know eventually I would get where God wants me to be. But it's all in his plans, and I'm not going to question anything because I have been completely blessed. I have nothing to complain about. Like, my family's good, my wife's good, my kids are good. I mean, that's all I can really ask for. Everything else that happens in barbecue is just extra. So, eventually, yeah, my dream is to do pop ups and see a line of people lining up to get my food and seeing the smiles and the satisfaction when I give people their food for caterings and like, oh, thank you. I, I needed this for so-and-so party or so-and-so wedding. Like, that's the satisfaction I get uh, helping people out, like, with their food, like, in different events and whatnot. 
but if God has for me like a, a restaurant business in the future, I'm all in. But I know eventually I'll get there. Yeah. Well, you can you can definitely tell you have the passion that it takes to get there. So I wish you the very very best. I know that that you'll make it, man. I by the way, I love your logo, uh, the calavera with the hat and the. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Sancho, man, that's that's really cool, man. Hopefully, we'll see that in shirts and hats someday. Yeah, I'm gonna send one out to you, man. I I need to find another local business here that, that can help me out with those hats. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you have three kiddos. Uh, what uh, what ages are they? So Mia is my oldest. She is ten. My <laughs> my second youngest is um, Alexander. He's gonna turn four in October. Seventh, he was born a day before my birthday, and my youngest, Ali, she is gonna turn three in September twenty seventh. Well, good luck to you guys. This is a small family business. Uh, if you're out in Mission or if you're out in South Texas, you need to come out there and support these guys. Uh, one question that I like to ask everybody that I interview before we wrap up is, can you tell us something a little bit about yourself that maybe most people don't know? I'm pretty much open with a lot of things, man, but I'll, I'll keep it a little bit funny, man. I do not know how to swim. Oh, yeah? Yeah, man. And um, there, that's one of them. And when I was 18, 19 years old, I got scammed $5,000 trying to buy a car online. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, man. You live and you learn. Yeah, yeah. Man, that could have been a pit right there, man. Uh, hindsight, yeah. <laughs> yeah man uh, man well hopefully you'll make those five grand back pretty oh, soon heard, oh trust me god's got me man he's he's already given me that and much more i'm happy man that's awesome brother yeah well, yeah man well thanks for taking the time to meet with me man uh wish you the very best and uh, stay in touch man I'll, I'll keep following you online and uh and keep doing what you're doing brother hey thank you crush man this has been amazing um this is something i've always wanted to do and I appreciate it, man. It's, it's an honor being in the show. Yeah, man. I like that you call me Crush. It's like you keep messaging me, and I'm like, hey, you're like, hey, Crush, I'm going to be on it this time. I'm like, that's <laughs> actually pretty cool, man. I need to change my name to Crush. Yeah, I'm going to call you Crush. Because, <laughs> hey, when I first started, when I first saw you, like on Instagram, I, uh-huh. I think you were in the Moose, Moose Barbecue? Yeah, probably so. Yeah, you were on one of their stories, and they tagged your name. It's like, oh, this guy's crushing barbecue lines, and they tagged your name, and I started following you since then. <laughs> well, awesome, man. Yeah. Well, I'm glad our paths cross, brother, and yeah. um, from here on out, we'll be in touch, and we'll be connected. Yes, sir. All right, my man. Take care. You Thanks for tuning in to the I Crush Barbecue Show. And remember, if you like the show, please subscribe. Give us a five-star rating and share with your friends. You can always find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at iCrushBBQShow. Or just email us at iCrushBBQShow at gmail.com. Don't forget to tag us with your favorite picks. We'd love to see what you're crushing. Until next time, keep crushing that cube.